podcasts are pretty common. So what makes the Uncommon Podcast uncommon? Well, it's all in our name. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and we at Uncommon Sports Group understand the unique pressures and temptations that come with a career in the sport industry. We provide Uncommon training that helps you successfully navigate common challenges. Hit the follow button on this podcast. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Check out our website and become Uncommon. What's going on, USG fam? Welcome back to the Uncommon Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Weiss, and I'm very excited to welcome David Pollock onto the podcast today. If you don't already know David, he was a linebacker at the University of Georgia from 2001 to 2004, played two seasons in the NFL with the Cincinnati Bengals, and is most well known by me and our generation, at least, as a college game day analyst with ESPN. David, really appreciate you being here with me today. Is that, what, is that your way of calling me old just to start the <laughs> podcast right there? <laughs> you know, David, one obviously big part of your life, even to this day as you're coaching high school football, is, is the game of football. What has football meant to you both personally and as a follower of Christ? Well, in football, uh, the life's not complete with me without football. There'd be something that would be missing. And so when I lost my NFL career, I was like, how are we going to have football? And then it, mm. it learned, led into commentating, which I never thought would ever happen in my life. And then now, you know, just high school football. And it just, it, it's something that we all love, man. And it's just something that taught me so many lessons. I mean, last night, and this is, this is the guy's honest truth. Last night I'm texting two of my players mm. um, and, and we're texting about God and we're texting about scripture and we're texting about pressure. Um, you know, we're in the second round of the playoffs and just things that they're going through and, um, I'm like, this is why I do this. Like, this is exactly why I do this because I get this opportunity to get into their lives. And football is the is the common denominator. And football teaches discipline and toughness. And um, but more importantly, like, very few people have influence, um, have as much influence in a person's life as a coach. Mm. Like, think about the coach. It's natural respect already built in. Yeah. Um, it's a natural accountability built in. Like. I mean, if you if you want to boil down to the basics, like if I tell you to take a knee, you take a knee. Yeah. Like, I mean, so you, you talk about authority in someone's life. And so it's looked different throughout my journey, whether it was playing, whether it was commentating and now coaching. Um, but one thing holds the same, the, the values it teaches you, the, the game that's competitive, the game that's mm. fun. Um, but the, the struggle that comes with it um, teaches us even more about our faith, who we are, our destination, our journey than anything else. No doubt about it. And football is is a very unique game in that way. Very team oriented. There is that authority that I feel that other sports don't have. So I can agree completely with you on those points. And David, as you mentioned, your NFL career lasted two seasons before uh, you faced a very difficult injury that ended your career. Talk to us about how you handled that from a Christ-centered perspective in such a difficult situation of losing out on, on a dream career. Talk to us through how you managed that and navigated that as a Christian. Well, I mean, I think anything, since I was six years old, I was like, I'm going to play in the NFL, I'm going to play in the NFL. And then yeah. first round draft pick, my second year coming in, I was like, oh, dude, we're about to kill it. Like, this is about to be 
what we want it to be. And um, second play, second game, just drop back, and come to make a tackle, and it just it was mm. different, and it felt different. And yeah. they took me as an, in the X-ray machine under the stadium, and you know gave me the X-ray MRI, cut off my shoulder pads, cut off my helmet, and they're like, "Hey man, you fractured your C6, C7." I was like, "Cool, what's that? A couple weeks?" And they're like. That means you broke your neck. I was like, ooh, can we stick the fractured C6, C7? Because that sounds a heck of a lot cooler than broken neck. Yeah. And um, and I knew. They put me in the back of the ambulance, and um, mm. and I knew it was serious, and I knew there was a good chance yeah. that I would never play football again and mm. that my dream would be over. And uh, I think uh, there was tears. Um, there was heartache. There was ups and downs. But, mm. you know, I, I think God is for us in, in yeah. every circumstance. And yeah. if you truly believe that, and if you, if, because there's, there's going to be something that comes in your day to day that, that, mm-hmm. that will have the authority to ruin your day. Yeah. But if you, if you say God is for us and God has something for me for every situation, you'll get through every situation. And I think you can keep a positive attitude. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be painless mm-hmm. because God uses pain as an instrument to teach us. He like does. he yeah. uses pain to, to direct us, to forge us, to, mm-hmm. to grow us towards a certain thing that he needs us yeah. to accomplish or, or something that we need to learn in our lives. And so, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those things where, it was taken away like that and it was mm. gone. And what I started to learn was the people around me who really loved me, who really yeah. cared for me. Yeah. Um, I, I started to learn, you know what I learned? I learned how to be a better husband mm. because I married this woman and and she's looking at me and I'm in a halo and I can do absolutely nothing. Mm. I'm talking about going to Hawaii making Pro Bowls and now I want to be normal. Yeah. Now I want to be able to use my arms and my hands and be normal. Like, right. that's a big shift, bro. Like, mm. that's a big you know, what I think I can accomplish and go do, um, you know, changed overnight and she's having to clean my scars on my halo every day. And, um, so I I found out what kind of woman I had in my life, man. And and just my friends, but all of that to say, like, because of that circumstance, Mm. I became a better dad. Yeah. Because of that circumstance, I became a better husband, a better friend. Like everything about my life became better because I broke my neck. And Mm. I, and I, and I, I know people hear that and think that's strange. That's what are you Mm. talking about? But like God used that circumstance to show me humility and to grow me up in a manner that couldn't have been done otherwise. And so I look back on it and I've said for the last, you know, 17, 18 years, it's one of the best days I've ever had in my life. Mm. Wow. It's powerful, David. It's powerful to hear that because for so many of our listeners, they look at that as something that isn't fair, right? That happened to you and something that, uh, would maybe even lead you to not trust God. Um, but it, it's cool to see that you did. You continue to lean in to what God had for you, knowing that he does work all things for our good, right? Romans chapter 8 talks about that. And I think for our listeners, right, as young professionals in this industry, working in a career in sports, you're going to face challenges, and that's that's a given. That's a promise. Uh, so it's good to hear that from you. That it's, you not, it's not it's if, it's when, right? Yeah, like it, absolutely. For everybody that's listening, like it, depending on your age, you might not be in a storm, but a storm's coming. Oh, totally. Like yeah. every single one of us. Yeah. And you're going to have a chance and a decision you're going to have to make that um, like, I'm going, I'm going to believe what I say. I'm going to say what I believe and I'm, yeah. I'm going to go out and I'm going to live it. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not easy. Uh, but I think here's the, here's what I'll tell you. God's going to bring those things into you. God's going to allow those things into your life. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. your decision whether you want to pass the test or not. Yeah. But I will tell you this. If you don't pass the test and your anger wins mm. and, and other your flesh continues to win and you continue to fail, here's a promise. You'll take mm. it again. Yeah. Just like in school. Yeah. That test is coming again. Without but I do know one thing. If you can pass that test, 
and, and you can and you can let the spirit win and you can let mm. God win and you and you and you can keep him first he'll get he'll bring different tests to you like yeah. you you can dominate some of those things and, you, and he can he can dominate some of those circumstances mm. with you that will will blow your mind without a doubt and I think of uh, Matthew 7 when Jesus teaches on the foundation the house that's built on the rock and the house that's built on the sand I think regardless we're going to be facing those storms it's just your choice of uh, where you build your house. So yeah, I can't, can't agree more. That's, that's a great, great perspective to have for our young people uh, in looking at trials. And David, you think about, right, you, your career was set in stone. You were going to be an NFL football player. That was kind of it. How did you navigate deciding what to do next, right? You mentioned that you never saw yourself in broadcasting, but that's where you ended up. Talk to us through that journey and how you kind of found a career in broadcasting. Well, it's interesting. One of my biggest mentors is John Maxwell and, and John Maxwell's, you know, a leadership guru. And, um, he says, uh, he said he passed through the church for 25 plus years. Now he's the most forward guy, like on, on leadership and wrote mm. 30, 40, 50 books, whatever it is, wow. Suc- really successful in everything he does. Um, he told me he was, and, and I think this is important for people to hear. He said, I've never had a clear vision. Mm. I just keep moving forward. Wow. And I think that's important for all y'all. Like we get so we get so caught up in mm-hmm. making sure that we're armed and we got the right like we got the right weapon, we got the right ammunition, and we're yeah. ready for bear whatever comes our way. But we don't flip and pull the trigger. Mm. Like you've got to go and you've got to do. And, and so, like broadcasting, I had no clue I was going to be in broadcasting. I'm watching the SEC. I'm watching the debate for with Kirk Herbstreit and company and. They're debating who should play for a national title. I'm a uh, I'm a Georgia uh, I'm a Georgia fan. I'm a Georgia player, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there arguing with the screen because he said you have to win your conference. And I'm yelling back and forth. I'm like, you know what? I think I can do that. Like, I called my agent the next day and I was like, hey, I, I think I think I, I want to do the broadcasting thing if I can't play. And I was we were pretty sure we couldn't play again. But he was mm-hmm. like, why? He was like, did you go to school for that? I said, absolutely not. I said, but I think I check a lot of the boxes. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. I'm opinionated. I think I'm always right. Like, I think, I think I could be a perfect broadcaster. Hmm. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, he actually called a radio station in Atlanta. I, I, went, I met with them the next week. I moved within a couple of months and wow. started doing radio wow. in Atlanta and then, uh, started doing local television and, and another God story, like, uh, doing a show called Fox SEC Gridiron Live on Fox. Ain't nobody ever heard of it. My mama mm-hmm. didn't even watch it, so I know y'all didn't watch it. <laughs> and uh, we did recaps from like 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. Wow. And, and I knew Kirk Herb Street from Ohio because I was with the Bengals and mm-hmm. he lived there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm doing that show. I get a phone call and a voicemail after that show. And Kirk's, Kirk, it's from Kirk Herb Street. And he says, hey, man, I call me when you get a chance. I call him. He was like, dude, I was flipping through the channels. And I saw you on SEC Gridiron Live. Mm. So he's in Ohio. I'm in Atlanta on a show that airs. He couldn't sleep. I don't find that as a coincidence. It's yeah, not a coincidence. For sure. It's got at work. Yeah. Um, and um, so he's like, you should do this with ESPN. I'm like, in. Like, in. So he ended up, you know, kind of setting me up with ESPN. But, like, listen, wow. the moral of the story, man, is, is you never know what's coming in your life. But I do know this. If, if you're great where you're at, like if, you, if you're bringing coffee to somebody today and that's your job and you're great at it, yeah. you'll get a chance to do something better. Like whatever know. it is, man, be great. Be, you know, you know, be great where you're at, succeed where you're at. Mm. There, there are not, there are very few elevators to the penthouse, man. Yeah. Like you got to mm-hmm. take the steps and yeah. you got to work and, and it's going to suck. And sometimes you're going to be like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? 
if you make a concerted effort to be great every day mm-hmm. um, and to be great where you are, and Kirk said to me, he was like, dude, your passion mm-hmm. stuck out to me. Yeah. Like, I can feel your energy and your passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so what if we bring that passion to whatever it is yeah. we do every day? Someone will notice it at some point and we'll give you an opportunity to grow and to expand. And so I think that's, uh, I think it's important for all of us. No doubt. No doubt. And and I totally agree on the passion point. And that's, what's really fun about sports and working in sports is that it's something you have a passion for. That's why you pursue it, right? You play a game, you grow up around a game, your dad coached a game, whatever it is, it leads you to have a passion for that game. And I think that's what motivates a lot of our listeners uh, to be in this industry. So, yeah, let that passion be the motivating factor uh, towards your success, right? Towards you pursuing it and let that be uh, one of the main motivators, right? Obviously, serving Christ is one that we want to leave uh, in, in the forefront as well. But uh, just to your point, yeah, I think we, we want to make sure that the passion is what is driving us and what is fueling our success in the way that we work. So I love that point. And David, just talk talk through us or talk to us about your time at ESPN you're a Christian, you're following Jesus. I'm sure there were some challenges in trying to be faithful follower of Christ and then working at ESPN. Just talk to us, what, how did you navigate that and what were some of those, those challenges you faced? Well, I think there's challenges everywhere, right? Like anything you do, you're going to have challenges. You know, with ESPN and game day, traveling three days a week, mm. you know, being away from your family, that's hard, man. That's, yeah. that's very, very difficult. Um, you know, you're on college campuses and there's a bunch of, temptation all over the place to do whatever you want and to fill to fulfill whatever you want to do and i think making sure that like listen you are the average of the five people you spend the most time Mm -hmm. like i think that's a fact like i've experienced that throughout my life um so having guys like on set and guys that are there with you that believe the same thing that holds you accountable that holds you to a standard Mm -hmm. was really really important i I remember before last year started one of my buddies called me he's like hey man make sure you got a plan you know there's a lot and he said this, you know, he said, you're a good looking dude. There's plenty of opportunities, blah, blah, blah. Like, make sure you got a plan, make sure you're good. And I love that. Like, mm. I love that my buddies and I come up with a plan. But mm. um, every company comes with challenges. Every yeah. workforce comes with challenges. Um, we're called to be set apart. Yeah. You know, we're called, called to be different. And no mm. matter what's going on around you, I should look different. Yeah, I should I should feel different. Yeah. I should respond different. Mm. My language should respond different. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just like I tell my high school kids, like someone will curse, and I'm like, wait a minute, it, it, you're a Christian, right? Yeah. I was like, well, are your words glorifying God? Are you honoring God with what you're saying? Like, mm. and here's one thing that's important, I think, for everybody. No, no matter what walk of life you're in, whether you're in an opportunity or a workplace where you can share your faith openly mm. or you can't, your biggest testimony and your biggest witness for Christ is the way you live your mm, life. Amen. Hands down. Yep. It's the way you live your life. It's not memorizing scripture and being able to say, oh, this is this this is God's word, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. If you have all that stuff in your mm. heart, just like the Pharisees did, and you have it all memorized, but your actions don't say mm. Jesus, but your actions don't speak, speak to you being different, people won't follow you. Yeah. And here's the thing. Yeah. We, we, we as Christians, because of our, our, uh, our flaws and sometimes some of our big time flaws and our big time blobs, we point people away from the cross mm, and we yeah. show them a, a bad, a bad direction. And we show them what it looks like to be a Christian. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like our, our, our lives should be examples of pointing to the cross. Mm. And 
Um, so I, I think it's, I think it's, it's difficult in all the situations, everybody that works yeah. in situations that are different, but yeah. what does your, what, how are you living your life? And if you living your life mm. different, you will set, you will stand out yeah. and people will take notice mm. and people will uh, want to know why are you different? And then it's okay. Well, I got to have a reason for, to respond. Like what's mm -hmm. my, what's my answer look like? Right. First Peter, like yeah. what I'm going to have, but I do so with gentleness and kindness, mm. you know, with compassion, with respect, yeah. basically with people, but our actions are going to say way more than our words are going to say. Without a doubt. I could not agree more with that, David. That's, that's right on point. And especially you mentioned, right? Every workplace is going to have challenges in terms of living out your faith, right? You may not be able to speak about it as much, right? A lot of our listeners work in public universities and there's, there's guidelines and bylaws about it. So what can you really do at the end of the day? And I think to your point, your actions, bottom line, your actions speak louder than, than any words you could ever say. And I could not agree more. And just for practicality's sake, what were some of the ways you stood apart at ESPN in your role uh, as compared to maybe some of the counterparts that you had around you? Well, I think everybody's different. Um, you know, the, the biggest thing that, that I took a lot of pride in is being me um, all the time, yeah. you know, being, being honest, being respectful. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing with, with, with what we did, we, we kind of travel as a family. Like we got a bunch of groups that travel as a family mm -hmm. and I wanted to treat everyone in the family with respect mm -hmm. uh, because everyone deserves respect. Everyone yeah. deserves that. That's not, yeah. um, it's not just picking and choosing who, who I get to respect, regardless yeah, of what yeah. they think of me or what they say about me. My, my job is to be kind um, mm. and to love. Yeah. That's, I mean, Jesus, Jesus is pretty clear about that. Like Amen. love one another, love God, love one another. Yeah. Like, pull it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think that was a, a thing that, you know, being honest, mm -hmm. um, you know, sharing what I feel all the time, mm -hmm. doing it in a respectful manner, not attacking people. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to, you know, say so-and-so sucked and so-and-so should be fired. Those words yeah. didn't come out of my mouth. I mean, yeah. I just, I'm not going to try to attack, attack somebody's character, mm -hmm. their livelihood. Yeah. Now I'd be honest. And I could tell you like they've underperformed, they haven't done their job. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they definitely need to step it up. It needs to, it needs improvement and what they're, what they're building isn't working and they got to yeah. figure out some you know different way of doing it. But yeah. um, so I think that's, that's the things you mm -hmm. try to, you try to be honest and, 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 in and have integrity mm -hmm. and treat people with respect. And, and listen, you got to be true to who you are. Like yeah. you got to know who you are. Like yeah. some people are, you know, really good with people. Some people aren't, some people mm -hmm. are really good with numbers. Some people aren't, you know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, finding your strengths, operating in your strengths, um, you know, knowing what you can and can't do, I think is, is really important, but everyone, Everyone can be kind. Mm. I, I dropped my kids off at school. Every, this morning, I dropped Lee off at school. And my baby girl, and, oh no, my son, excuse me, this morning was my son. I said, how much does kindness cost? Nothing. Do you have an unlimited supply? I do. Well, give it away. Mm. Give it away, man. Yeah. Like, give it away to everybody. Not just the ones in the hall that you think are, are cool. Like, give it to every single person in this school. Amen. Um, and so I think that's what I try to do. I love that. I love that. And I think too, right, the the temptation that so many people face in the industry of sport is to win at all costs, even if it means sacrificing morality. Uh, we see that across the board in, in this industry. And that's something we encourage our listeners is, hey, be the new standard, right? Be God's standard in this industry, no matter what you're doing, right? Whether it's broadcasting on ESPN or if you're the intern with a, a D3 team, like it doesn't matter. Uh, you should always be be making sure that you're living up to that standard. And David, a question that I, I thought of is, you know, obviously you had a, a pretty big platform at ESPN. A lot of people knew who you were. They heard you speaking on Saturdays. 
How did you not get caught up in that fame and let it become your identity? And especially once you left ESPN, how did you not um, just have that be your identity even beyond your time there? Well, I think, first of all, I'm not going to sit here and say I was perfect mm -hmm. and didn't say that I didn't mess up and yeah, yeah. Um, didn't have opportunities where I failed. Yeah. Um, so I had fame at Georgia in college mm -hmm. and I had fame in the NFL and then bam, with a snap of the fingers, it was gone. Mm. Um, and I remember praying when I got it again, quote unquote fame. Um, I, I remember telling God, like, God, I don't want to let you down. Like, mm. I want to, I want to, when, when I meet people, I want to shake their hands. When I meet yeah. people, I want to take a picture. Yeah. Um, now listen, we have bad days. Like everybody has bad days where you don't want to talk and you kind of want to be left alone. Um, but you try to, mm. um, you try to do, you try to be respectful as yeah. much as you possibly can take pictures as much as you possibly can. Yeah. So I tried to do a better job of that the second time around, but here's the thing, man, like not me, but he, and, yeah. and, and you try to continue to remind yourself. It's not, it's, it's, it's my story, but it's his glory, right? Yeah. Like I, I I'm, I'm not doing this for me. And every time I try, I'm not saying every single time, but the majority of times when people comes up to me, I'm trying to go, okay, God, they, it's not me, it's mm. you. Like yeah. this has nothing to do with me. Amen. This has everything to do with you. And just remind yourself over and over and over again. Like I don't deserve anything. Mm. I don't deserve to get X amount of money. I don't deserve to have fame. I don't deserve any of that. And I think, you know, that will keep you, that, that will keep you somewhat humble. Do you still fail? Yeah, bro. Mm -hmm. I still fail every day. I'm still a butthole. Mm -hmm. Like I still think a lot of myself and I think of myself too much. Yeah. Um, but, but I do think that, um, as we try to, you know, be a follower of Christ and die to ourselves consistently, mm. right? Like pick up the cross daily. Um, I think it's, it's not something that's easy because the world is so yeah. get what you want, have your truth, your feelings, you know, mm. whatever you need done, yeah. go do it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's always like, okay, remember I serve a bigger purpose and, and my testimony serves a bigger purpose purpose. My witness serves a bigger purpose. And, um, so I think you, you try to keep that, mm. but God, I, to me, I, I think there's two choices with humility. I think you do it or God does. Mm. But yeah, man. Yeah. I can tell you this and, yeah. I, and I can tell you this, bro, God's done it a lot in my life. Mm. And, but here's the coolest thing that, and this is, I'm not a social media guy, but if you go to my social media, you're going to get football, but you're going to get a healthy dose of Jesus. Like you yeah. are going to get it. Yeah. And, um, and that is my platform and I'm going yeah. to continue to, to give that. The coolest thing I've seen with all this is like God took away a platform where I had millions of people that watched me every Saturday. Yeah. And my social media and my quote unquote following or whatever just continues to skyrocket now. Wow. And God just keeps going. I just I just hear it consistently. Mm -hmm. Just like I got this big thumb. Yeah. Like I got yeah. this. Like don't you? I I gave you that to do mm -hmm. this. Like that, that following and those people that saw you do this, like I gave you that for a bigger purpose. Mm. And I spoke at a church in Trussell, Alabama to a thousand students, middle wow. school, and high school kids, 102 accepted Christ. Mm. Bigger than anything I've ever done on television. Like wow. by far bigger than anything I've ever done on television. Mm. So, you know, like that's, that's the kind of stuff you try to keep reminding yourself is um, God's got a bigger purpose. God's yeah. got a bigger plan. I'm going to follow it. Not me, but he. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love what you said earlier. It's it's our story, but it's his glory. Right. And so no matter where we end up in prominence, 
whether it's right ESPN or like I said, intern at the D3 level, it doesn't matter. That platform is for God's glory. And we need to remember that in how we act, how we love, even how hard we work, right? All those things reflect his glory. And so love that point. Leadership require, if you have influence over one person, you're a leader. Mm. Amen. One. Yeah. All you need is one. Yeah. One person. Like you change one person's life, like for all of you. To, bro, mm. that's a win. A I mean, win. and if you can do that, then that what that leads to down the road of generations and legacy, bro, it's crazy. Yeah. And it makes it worth it, right? It makes this industry worth it because you may not win a championship. Very few people do, right? There's one team every year in college football that does it. But how about those other, you know, hundreds of teams that don't? Uh, you can still have an impact through that. Um, and last question, David, I want to make sure I get you out here on time is, what advice do you have for our listeners who are young professionals? They have a passion and a, a desire to work in this sports industry, but also to glorify the Lord through that. Well, listen, Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, continue to, I think you got to find out, you got to know who you are. You got to know what's important to you. And I think the one thing about getting fired from ESPN for me, it's been, okay, the art of the possible. Mm. Like, what do I want? What, do, what do I want my look to my life to look like in 10 years? Yeah. What are my non-negotiables, man? You need to know what you stand for. And yeah. like, if you're building a business, like what are the pillars that I want to build my business around? Well, here's another thing. You better hire people that fulfill those pillars. Mm. You better hire people that stay in those veins. By the way, stay with people that are like-minded, man. Yeah. Stay with people that will hold you accountable, that will help you thrive. There's a lot of people out there that want to see you fail, that are cheering against you. Um, find those people, man, that, that have a, a walking relationship with Jesus that can inspire you, that can mm. motivate you, that can hold you to a standard of not what the world says, but what you want mm. to live and you want to become. Um, so I, I think who we surround ourselves with is, is so important, but, but what those pillars are of success that look like for us, what I mm. want to do. And then every relationship in this mm. world. Okay, here's, here's an example. I got this girl, man. She's really cute. I really like her. She might be, you know, my mm-hmm. future. Yeah. You know what won't be your future? She won't be your future if you talk to her every two or three days. True she that. won't be your future. True that. God yeah. wants a relationship with you. Amen. A relationship is a two-way street, but you got to show up and yeah. we got to communicate. Mm-hmm. So, like, are you building those holy habits in your life? Like, every morning I get up, I do the same thing every morning. I go straight to my hot tub. And I spend 20 minutes listening to God hmm. and 20 minutes praying every morning. Wow. And I've started to build a routine around my prayer, my prayer life that actually now it's not, thank you, Jesus, for this day. Thank you, Lord. Like, thank you for my kids. Like, I've started, and, and I'll share them real quick and then I'll get out of here. The three R's. Every day when I wake up, when I start to pray, I reflect. Hmm. What did my day look like yesterday? Where did I win? Where did I fail? Where could I have done things that I feel like I could have stepped up, done things a little better? Thanking God for all the opportunities. Thanking God for the good stuff. Thanking God for the bad stuff. My second R, so reflect. My second R is repent. Mm. I'm taking my failures to God. Like, I'm repenting. I want to turn away from my sin. I'm taking it to you, Jesus. Take this. Lord, take this and help me the next time to fight it and be better. Mm. My third R is repurpose. Like, God, put in my heart a new purpose. Put Mm. in my heart your plan. Like, where do you see me being? Come into my life. Figure out all the, with, with, as things happen, Lord, I want you to, I want you to, act. I want you to move. Like, mm. I want you to show me where you want me to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, and when I first started doing that routine and, I, and I, by the way, I started like six months ago, seven months ago, like right. seven minutes in, I'm like, I, I, I take my phone and I wrap it up in a towel because if the phone's near you, I won't be distracted. Mm-hmm. And seven minutes in, I literally look at my phone, I'm like, what am 
that's seven minutes. That felt like seven hours. Yeah. And then slowly now, 20 minutes feels like that, mm. you know, and, and I got so much to say to God and so many people that I'm actually praying for because I'm taking the time. The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Amen. How many times do you do that? How many times do you, if you want to hear from God, you have to get still enough to hear from him. Yeah. You got to stop. You got to listen. You got to ask. You got to invite him into your day. So mm. if you're building your pillars, if you're first making holy habits that you can hear from God, building your pillars of what you want to look like and surrounding yourself with people that are successful, now you got to do it. Mm. Amen. Amen. I, I love that, David. And very applicable. I love that, that, that advice. I think our listeners can implement that, right? The prayer life, the holy habits into their day to day. But David, thank you for your time. Thank you for the lessons and sharing some of your story. And we just wish you the best as you continue to glorify God through your platform. Appreciate it, man. Keep doing your thing, brother. Appreciate it, David. If you want to get involved with Uncommon Sports Group and the mission that we are on to help you navigate the sport industry as followers of Christ, apply for our academy on our website at uncommonsg.org. That's uncommonsg.org. Be sure to catch new episodes of the Uncommon Podcast every other week on Thursdays at midnight Eastern time. Until next time, we pray that you will strive to be uncommon by glorifying the name of God in whatever you may do. See you next time.